0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? MC Andrew Love back on your screen one more time. I want to thank you for watching another edition of Let's Chat and Jam. In this episode, I interview a brother by the name of Rock Fizzle out of Seattle. Yo, this brother's bad, man. Dope producer. Check out this interview we did right now. Everybody, MC Andrew Love back on your screen one more time with another edition of Let's Chat and Jam. In this episode... I got a brother that's coming out of L.A. and Seattle by the name of Rock Fizzle. And without further ado, let's bring in Rock Fizzle.
1: What's happening?
0: What's going on, Rock Fizzle?
1: Oh, man, nothing much, man. Just, you know, another. Today, another dollar, man, out here in the West Coast, man, getting, putting it together, man, staying alive, trying to strive, and always staying functified, you know what I'm talking about? (laughs) Yes.
0: uh, uh, yes. Matter of fact, I was on Spotify earlier today, and I saw your song, We Still Functified. Mm -hmm. And I got to say, man, that song is really good.
1: Appreciate that, man. Appreciate it you know we're gonna get in we're gonna get into that too uh a little later on in this you know there's there's a story behind that so we we definitely gonna get into that that's cool so how you been man what you been up to man you know just trying to uh wiggle my way through uh this whole thing that's been happening this year man you know uh 20 you know 2020 2021 you know out here with the the whole covid thing man kind of kind of shut down the music industry this uh this past year man you know like i said um you know, after this COVID thing hit, I, I, you know, I lost all my gigs, man. You know, I was DJing and, you know, playing places, you know, and touring and all that other stuff. And as soon as the COVID thing hit, it just, you know, governor shut everything, you know, the government, excuse me, shut down everything that had anything of major attendance. So every place I was playing basically got cut. I just had to do that, you know, had to mess around and become a civilian for a while, get a job and, you know, to maybe be able to provide for my family. So, uh, you know, I've been doing that, but still staying creative during the process, you know, still creating music, still writing music, and still working on some projects in between time and in the meantime to get ready for things to get back to normal, pretty much.
0: I so, could think the vibes.
1: Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's been When crazy. did
0: you know you had a passion for music?
1: Well, you know, when I was young, because that's all I was around as a kid. You know, I used to go to rehearsals with my dad while my mom was at work, you know, but, you know, way before my my little brother was born, you know, when I was the only child, I would go to my, you know, go to rehearsals with my dad and just sit there and watch them doing what they were doing. And I start getting curious and started actually, you know, messing with the instruments and started experimenting with them until, you know, I learned how to play my first instrument. And then that was like, wow, you know what I'm saying? Like, as a kid you don't know what passion is until you actually develop a skill and go wait I can do this too all right let me see where this is going to take me. but you know when I first learned how to play drums at like the age of I think maybe four or five maybe my day you know my pops embraced it and everybody around me was like okay yeah you know this little kid's got some talent oh I do all right well here we go <laughs> so I just you know, I took off from there, man. You know, so I figured I had a passion for music, and you know, there it is.
0: Who's your greatest influence?
1: Um, man. Well, I guess you can really say my greatest influence would be my dad in the in the group Lakeside, because they're the ones that got me started. Being around them, and they were pretty much my teachers. And you know, a lot of the the label mates from Solar which I had a chance to, you know, be around and meet and, you know, kind of, you know, listen and watch them do their thing. Like, uh, like uh, the whispers, Shalomar, Midnight Star, uh, you know, the deal came to Solar, uh, Carrie Luke, you know, the whole lineup of the Solar Records family. I, I was, I was a kid. I was watching all this stuff and seeing these guys and, Listening to their record, they were pretty much my teachers. Be technical about it, but Lakeside as a band and as a whole were my biggest influences. I mean, I learned how to you know write songs. I learned how to arrange sitting in the studio with those guys. I learned how to produce and put together not just, oh, I can make a beat. No, I can sit there and write you know, and make a song because I watched them do it. I would say, you know, that they, they've been my biggest influence musically. And then it goes and then it trickles down, you know, like Roger Troutman, you know, the Isley Brothers, you know, George Clinton, Funkadelic, you know, the Ohio Players and Earth, Wind and Fire and, you know, legendary groups of the sort, you know, you know, they they fall in line. But at the top of the pyramid, you know, you got to start with your teachers, you know, you got to start with your sensei first. That, that's yeah. the, the influence, man. The lakeside stank man.
0: When you're not in the studio or making music, what, what do you usually be doing?
1: Well, I mean, right now working, uh, you know, I have three children, uh, all girls, father wow. of three girls. Uh, that's gotta
0: be yeah. a rough day at the office sometimes.
1: <laughs> oh man. Being daddy is, is, is a rough job, man. But you know, it's, it's one of those things that I can also say that's that's a that's a big influence on me, too, because, you know, my daughter's pushed me to get up and do what I need to do every day. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, just knowing that they're watching is crazy, bro. Like, it's really amazing. It when when I go back and really think about it, because sometimes I just do it just knowing. But then, you know, looking back at it and going, wow, like these kids really push me to really want to hustle and be do more and do better. You know what I mean? Oh yeah,
0: I got four you know, kids myself. Well, they're adults now, so I yeah. can I can relate. I can dig the vibes.
1: Well, one one is one of my kids is an adult. You know, she's nineteen, going on twenty. You know, but you know my younger kids. You know my my middle daughter's four, and then you know my uh, my youngest daughter's one and a half.
0: Ooh, what terrible twos about to show up?
1: Man, look 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 at that! And, and we and I just got out of terrible twos with you know with, with my middle child and. So, yeah, we're about to go through it again. But, you know, hey, at least I'm prepared. You know, that was training. That was training day with the with the middle child. This was going to be a breeze. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, my, my kids are definitely an influence. You know, they, 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 they help me a lot. They keep daddy strong.
0: And I, I can respect that, man, because you're out there. You take care of your family. I really like that. This is really cool. I'm glad you came on my show because I'm you right. really – a positive brother man and it's really cool to see a brother live life to the fullest and, and live out his passion which right. is making music or uh, now taking care of your family a lot of people don't get that opportunity to live that life but you are living it you're blessed man and i'm well, digging the vibes
1: you. appreciate that man appreciate it man. He nice you got you got to learn from your life experiences, you know what I'm saying? It's the the way that I was brought up, you know what I'm saying? The household I came up in kind of taught me the blueprint of what I bounce off of and then bring into my own household, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, cuz you know, when my dad doing what he was doing and my mom being as strong as she was and doing what she did to uh, you know, keep keep everything together until that situation fell apart, you know? You take what you want from both of your parents.
0: Yeah, and it's really cool to see that your mom, she was a strong woman. Did what She had to do, made it happen without excuse. Made it happen, man. And and I love women. I love women, man. And I love mothers because women are tough, they're strong, and they can see everything all at one time. Yeah. They look at life as like a prism. Where I'm a one, <laughs> I'm a one track mind. I got my mind set on yeah. something. That's what I got to accomplish. But my wife, on right. the other hand, can see things at every different angle, and she'll look at something and say, "Well, did you look at it this way?" Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's a good idea, but
1: uh, you know, as a musician and as somebody who's constantly creating, you know, my my brain works different because I'm always thinking of new ideas. I'm always trying to create something up here before I take it and and put it here. You know what I'm saying? So it has to start somewhere. The seed, so I plant the seed here, and then I bring you know, I, I take it to my instruments. I bring it here in the, in the studio. And I flourish those ideas. But a lot of times, you know, I'm walking around and my head is in the cloud because I'm trying to put this thing together. So I'm not thinking about what's going on down here and what needs to go. You know, sometimes I need to be woken back up again and going, hey, hey you know, hey, can you know, we need to do this real fast or this, that and the third. And I'm like, huh? Uh, uh, yeah, I do it in a minute because I'm thinking. You know, because I got projects I'm working on. I got people I'm working with that are calling that, you know, that need beats or, you know, they're saying, you know, they want to work with me. So I got to get things brewing. You know what I mean? And, they, you know, a lot of people that aren't creators like myself, you don't don't have the same brainwaves that I have or somebody that's a producer or, or somebody that creates music. You know, there's two type of people, the creator and the consumer. Right. You and know, you are the and, creator. Right. I create the music and then there are people that just like to listen to it, that consume it, that don't understand the process of it. You know what I mean?
0: Speaking of creating music, got to mm-hmm. go to We Still Functify that you yes. can get on all platforms.
1: Right. It's it's out there. Or tell us mm-hmm. the
0: backstory of We Still Functify. How did it come
1: about? OK, well, so um, the artist Max Logue, I, I did the record with. We did this on... I've. I, I, Done three albums with Max Slug, but only as, but as a producer. Max Slug has been the artist, so we still functified this part two of a song called "We're So Functified. So we did that for the album before that, and you know we got a really good response off of that. You know, the, the, the you know the town up here in Seattle was really digging it because it was a breath of fresh air. It wasn't that trap mumble rap type stuff. It had an old school vibe to it. It had you know you know people were digging it. You know it was. Good for the summer. People were banging it, you know, rolling down the street, bumping it through the city. We were going places everywhere in Seattle. You know, people were you know, we go in a club and people were like, hey, man, won't y'all perform your song for us, man? And, you know, so we were getting a good vibe. But we was like, man, you know, we sitting in the studio one day. I said, you know what? We need to make another one of those. He was like, what? You know, part two, I was like, yeah, but let's call it We're Still Functified. And he was like, yeah. So you know, actually it was, it was kind of my idea and we just kind of brought, you know, we kind of just say, yeah, let's do it. So we did that. And then from that, this would, that's what birthed this upcoming project called the Funkaholics. You know what I'm saying? Because we were like, man, you know, everybody's doing this trap mumble rap stuff, but nobody's really injecting the old school funk. Like I feel like us as an adult, you know what I'm saying? I'm 46 years old. So I've been li- I've been listening to hip hop since hip hop hit the airwaves and I feel like nowadays hip hop is missing an element. There's you know there's no real music in the hip hop. You know the stuff we used to listen to, we used to sample all the old funk records, the old soul records, the old jazz records and I feel like that was missing and for cats like us, we don't have a genre of hip hop for us to listen to that we can enjoy. So I was like let's create it. Let's make adult type hip hop, something that's for us. If the youngsters get on it and listen to it and pick up on it, fine. But let's create something that's for our genre and our ears for people to listen to. And it and it actually worked. So that's that's what made that's what's snowballed into us doing a whole album project with that vibe, giving it a name, giving it a theme, and saying, Hey, let's let's do it like this. No cursing. You know, we 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 like, man, let's not curse on the album, let's market it to where. Anybody and everybody can listen to it and have fun with it, but we can still get our point across without being explicit, without being foul, without having to disrespect nobody or you know, or just turn it, you know, turn the cheek. Oh, we can't play your music because it's too much cursing. Nah, we ain't cursing in it. We gonna keep it, you know, we're gonna keep it clean on this one.
0: And you could have that song played on any radio station because it's radio ready. It's, it's It's a banger, man. It's
1: a banger. The content, you know, and it's paying homage to those that, you know, that we all grew up listening to. You know, we name everybody, you know, we name all the big, the big time groups, you know, and everybody that we grew up listening to and, you know, maybe so we, we probably say some names of cats that maybe aren't as big on the funk pyramid as you may think. You know, we're not just about that. We're about the whole culture of funk. It may be a one hit wonder that had a slamming 12 inch back in, back in 77 or 78, but we gonna dig and we gonna dig into that. We gonna we gonna pull that out. You know, what I'm saying that's 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 how we are as far as about the funk. You
0: know, I'm I know that for- I know that's me. I'm looking forward to that project. You guys, come coming. on. So I'm
1: gonna let you know. It. We're almost done with it too. So
0: ah, that's gonna be dope, well, mm-hmm. folks. I'm about to get into the a snippet. We still funkified, and that's I'm right. listening to it on Spotify. So you could do the same thing, folks. You could go to Spotify, Apple Music. YouTube Music, all those streaming platforms cuz wherever they're streaming Rock Fizzle is right in the middle of it.
1: Come on. <laughs> on the
0: listen to the <laughs> <people>. <laughs>
1: y'all said uh, you know listen to the intro i was telling the truth
0: yeah. oh man now, if y'all want to hear the song? the rest of it you gotta go on spotify tap in drop fizzle Max, and we Slug. Run run, Max Slug, and MD Soul. All right, yo, you gotta go over there and check it out yourself and tap in, and make sure you type in R O C P H I Z Z L E, and he'll pop For right
1: that's yeah, man, like, I, you know, if you listen to I took a couple of shots at Bruno Mars, man, I was kind of upset by his approach to the funk because, you know, he's always been a pop artist. And then when he came out with Uptown Funk, man, and, you know, I was just like, the hell is that? You know what I'm saying? Like, I've been listening to funk my whole life and funk ain't something to play with, you know, that ain't something that, ain't that you just put one foot in and then take a foot out. And, you know, I mean, you know, either you in or you ain't. So I thought I thought that the song Uptown Funk was watered down. I thought it was commercialized funk. So you know, me being who I am, I'm gonna take a shot at him. Wow, you know what I'm saying? You know, uh, there's a line in my verse actually. uh, I was born in the '70s, the '80s raised me. A child of the funk, I'm a solar baby. The son of Lakeside is my claim to fame. When it comes to the funk, I don't change a thing. I got 44 years invested, keeping the craft perfected dare somebody to try to disrespect it i'm injected with shot of love more bounce flashlight cutie pie skin tight i learned from osmosis no i meant cameosis the whole wide world will watch me as i show this funk ain't never died it's alive and up now the kind of funk i bring you can't get it from uptown you know what i'm saying so that was my shot at bruno mars like like back up little man you don't know nothing about this
0: Tell us some so, of your experiences you've had since you've been in the industry.
1: Um, well, my beginning experiences, you know, i got a chance to work with uh, some artists that you may have known. I'll send you my playlist uh, with some of the stuff that I've done. But uh, I've had the chance to work with uh, Corrupt and dash from the Dog Pound. I've done a song with Snoop Dogg featured on there. Uh, Crooked Eye. I've done some stuff E-40 featured on it. I've done some joints with um, uh, Cocaine. Sibo, big psych from the outlaws juvenile and his partner skip from uh from the old cash money crew um uh, carl thomas just a bunch of stuff that i've been producing as and you know it's had all these features and stuff on my tracks that i've been producing That 2000 uh late 2017 early 2018 i got a call from my dad in lakeside um uh, my uncle fred who's a percussionist uh, he had came across uh, health issues in which he wasn't able to perform. So they called me uh, to come in and, you know, step in and take his place. So I've been on tour with the original Lakeside for, you know, last two or three years and about to go back out on the road with them guys this summer. So Whoa, that's, um,
0: congratulations, man. That's thank awesome. You,
1: thank you. Yeah. Uh, so I've been you got to
0: let me see one of your shows. man. You got to invite me out so I could just bring my wife. and We could just sit yeah. down and jam out to the
1: funk. Man, I mean, I don't know how long of a drive Pittsburgh is from New York, but uh, we're supposed to be in Pittsburgh uh, late June, so we're gonna only be out there. Like a
0: hop, skipping a jump from my house, I could get there in like three to four hours.
1: Oh, okay, I'm, I'm gonna hit you with that info then. As soon as I get that, I hit you with that. But that's we got some other dates coming in the summer. We just don't have locations yet. You know, we're waiting until the paperwork and then the deposit and all that is uh, a <clears throat> is all finalized. But like I said, last year, we were, man, uh, we played that, uh, what's the name of that dang resort out there in Connecticut? You might you may be familiar with it because you live on the East Coast. And uh, Hartford, Connecticut there's a big old resort that has a giant arena built into it. So we played that last year with uh, Morris Day and Ooh. Cameo, wow. Function, the Dash Band. Damn. Uh, I think Mary Jane Girls was with us. <laughs> um, there was a few other acts, too, that was there. But, uh, yeah, we did a whole little like old school funk tour type thing.
0: You guys got to come up Syracuse, man. You got to try to get booked over there. Are you, are you
1: upstate then, huh? Yeah, I'm in Syracuse. You upstate New York, York. okay. Yeah, That's what's up, man. I yeah. got some partners out here, matter of fact, that are from upstate. Uh, a couple cats from Syracuse. Shout out to my boy, Kurt, you know, Curtis Seals. And uh some cats in my one of my bands that I play with called Funky to Death. They're from Buffalo. Yeah, man. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody I, I, I want to come up upstate.
0: Everybody just packed up all, all upstate and moved over to Seattle, huh?
1: <laughs> I don't know what it went, is about Seattle, you,
0: you man. went from being cold to being wet. Wet. And rainy. Right. Right. Do you have any advice for anybody that is producing, young producers that love music but don't know where to start?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, if, you know, what it, it depends on what type of music you plan on producing, but really... Do your research first. You know what I'm saying? Um, learn an instrument. If, if the guitar is where you want to start and where you want to do most of your writing, learn the guitar or, you know, at least take piano lessons. Cause I mean, some of the greatest songs in the history of music are written by keyboardists or from a piano. Learn your, learn your instrument. You know what I'm saying? Learn your music, study other genres of music, be versatile. And that way you can add different kind of ingredients and spices into you know, what you're doing and. You know what I'm saying? Just be open. Experiment with different sounds and different things and, and just create a sound that that may be sort of familiar, but has your touch on it. Because, you know, if you get too weird, people are just going to be like, oh, what is that? You know, you got to give a touch of what people are used to, but then decorate it with what you bring to the table. Like, yeah, like the track you just played, We're Still Functified. You can tell that it's influenced by you know, the funk era, you know, it's got some of that George Clinton type vibe on it. It's got some of that zap vibe to it and all that, but I still do me on top of it. So, you know, have, have your foundation and then build from there. That That's what I would say to any upcoming producer and learn your equipment. Don't just pick it up and think you can push a button and make a beat. It, it ain't that simple.
0: Do you have any burning desires?
1: Yeah. Um, I want one of these records that I've had my hands on to really meet reach the masses you know what i'm saying i don't i don't want a whole bunch of platinum records but i you know i, I at least want one you know I, I at least want something that i do to, to to leave its stamp in the industry whether if it's a platinum record a grammy some sort of award just to be recognized so i can be like yeah this is you know so i can leave some sort of legacy for, you know, for my kids, because now they're starting, they're at the age that they're getting into music. Believe least my younger kids are, you know, they're seeing what I'm doing every day. They're seeing, you know, they come in the studio, they see the equipment, you know, they're starting slowly building a passion for music. So I want to reach an apex of my career. And that way I can show them, this is where you can go with it. You know what I mean? And, and, you know, not just for my kids, but for kids all over the world that may want to do the same thing that I'm doing to say, you know, just say, reach the highest plateau I can reach with what I'm doing. And I mean, where whatever that may be, so be it, you know, I mean, I may not get that before I leave this earth, but I definitely want to reach my high, the highest apex I can reach with my music and say, look, this is where I went with it. This is what I did with it. I spent my life doing this. I had my, you know, I had my fun and here, Y'all take it from
0: here. Uh, I I, I have no doubt in my mind that that goal that you have, you will accomplish because hearing your music, I hear the grind, the hard work, the dedication, the consistent late nights. I hear that. And Mm -hmm. I have no doubt in my mind that you are going to accomplish your dreams and your goal. In fact, I pray for that. I pray Thank that me. you accomplish all the goals that you set forth for yourself. I pray that God clears Thank all you. the haters out of the way and that he opens up the floodgates to the mountaintop of success. Whatever success means to you, that's what I pray.
1: Sometimes the haters help you. <laughs>
0: True. Sometimes haters <laughs> motivate.
1: Yeah, sometimes haters hate. Sometimes they help you elevate because the more they talk the more they talk the more people go well let me go and listen to this let me go check this guy out and see what the hell these guys this this hater over here is talking about let me get my own opinion oh this guy's tripping man this guy's dope you know say you know sometimes it has that jedi mind trick on some people and so you know then you got the the blind that lead the blind and you know the sheep herders that, that that lead everybody away you know but That's life, man. You know, you deal with the yin and the yang. But I'm just hoping that one of these projects, whether if it's something I've produced, whether if it's, you know, the stuff I do with my cousin, whether if it's, you know, the stuff I do with Max Lug, or, you know, maybe it's an artist, a new up and coming artist that that calls me and says, hey, Rockman, I need you to produce this for me. And he takes it and puts his heart and soul into it and pushes it and gets it on every media and this, that, and the third. And something just goes, bam. It takes one in order to get everybody else to go, okay, that's the guy we want to work with now. You know, that's how a lot of the greatest producers have been born. They got that sound, they, got, they get that hit, that hit, and everybody's like, oh, that's the new thing. That's the new sound. Let's work with him now. I've been here. <laughs> I've been here for a long time.
0: Yeah, and, and that's usually what I see about a lot of artists is that they've been out for quite some time, and they finally get noticed. And people mm-hmm. like myself are like, oh, this is somebody new. But yet they've had years in the business. But no one has paid them attention until somebody that heard you said, you got to check out this guy because this brother is dope. Yeah. Right. You but you are dope, man. I-, I make a big deal out of you, bro. I heard what okay. I heard. You are commercial as it as it gets, man. You can't can't tell me nothing different. You deserve to be on every radio station on the planet. You deserve to be at the Grammys and not just sitting there because they invited you. You need to be sitting there because you you've been selected as one of the Grammy recipients.
1: Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, I work and you know, I work towards it. I don't expect nothing to come easy. I mean, you know, like I said, I, I feel like I was born into the greatest musical era ever, which is the 1970s. Some of the greatest music on this planet was created in that era from the early to the late 70s. That music, that music will never be replaced. It doesn't matter. 30, 40 years from right now, they're still going to go back and reference the music that came out in the 70s because it was so revolutionary and so powerful. You know, I'm a descendant of that. I'm a product and a child of that era. And then, you know, of course, with technology and everything else, you know, the 80s, the 90s, 2000s, you know, yeah, we follow technology, but with just, I just think that the 70s is, is really just the greatest era of music of, of, of all time. Think about it. One of the dopest bands in the world, Earth, Wind, and Fire, came out of the 70s.
0: <laughs> cool know, again. People. Came out of the 70s.
1: Right. Parliament Funkadelic came out in the 70s. The Jacksons. Seventies, you know, you know, my my guys like some, the Jack, yeah, 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 you know, the 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 Jacksons or the Jackson Five. Now the Jackson Five came out in the sixties.
0: Now I'm talking the Jacksons when they left Motown.
1: Right, right. So so when the little brother joined the group and then they had the album Destiny. Yes, the Destiny was. who that album was smoking.
0: Because that's they were able them. to tell their stories. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. Michael Jackson did a solo. With Quincy Jones as his producer off the wall in '79.
1: Yes, sir. <laughs> that album and just it made the, the Right. And it's funny because when he did that, it it killed the record sales of Destiny because everybody went, oh, shit, Michael Jackson got a solo album now. So it's like <laughs> he's like, sorry, guys, I got to run. Quincy's calling. And it, it, which was screwed up. But then he came back and did Triumph with him, which was dope, you know, in the 80s. That had enjoy yourself and uh, lovely one and uh, everybody and See? that's one of my that's one of my many passions, man. Just knowing what's on the album cover, I'm I'm one of those kids that before I put the record on, I'm already reading who played and who did this, who wrote that, who produced this. Like that was my passion because I knew I wanted to be a producer, so I wanted to know who I wanted, who I looked up to as writers and musicians and oh, he got this person playing drums or this person playing bass or this person playing keys, I'm going to listen to this song first.
0: Since you've been on here for the first time, you have now become part of a Let's Chat and Jam fan, which means that you don't have to wait for me to reach out to you. All you got to do is hit me up in the DMs and say, hey, Drew, I got something to say. And I'll get you on the calendar, and we'll book you on another show. It's just that simple.
1: Okay. And
0: And I want to say something to America. America, it is I, M.C. Andrew Love. This is Let's Chat and Jam. And this brother right here is Rock Fizzle. This brother, dope artist, dope producer, dope musician. I'm telling you, folks, you got to go tap in over there on Spotify, Apple Music, and all of those major platforms because Rock Fizzle is there. Also, Rock Fizzle has other songs with other artists you may not even know about. Yes, if, leave it up to me. I'm going to uncover those gems and show, show them to all my fans but yeah, yeah Rock Fizzle you're a dope man and you Thank deserve you. all the blessings that God has got coming for you and Thank I'm you, so glad that you came by and I'm glad that I met you because you're dope man but not only are you dope in music you're dope in life because you take care of your family and I got a lot of respect for a man that takes care of his kids for got real got to
1: do it man you know you know, we, we need each other, especially right now, especially with everything going on in the world, you know, with this pandemic and, you know, saying this, this this virus that, you know, they got floating around out here that's taking our people out by the dozens. You know, it's like, yo, you know, you, you got you to gotta take care of home and you got to make sure your foundation is straight. So, you know, besides, you know, like I said, besides being a musician, you know, doing what I'm doing. I work, you know, I work a regular job just to make sure I got, you know, I got something to bring in and and, and contribute to the circle. Cause you know, like I said, all we got is us. So it's got a point. It's crazy.
0: And I want to say, thank you. Thank you for making music, man. Thank you for following your dreams. Because you, you, your music is amazing. And I'm digging the vibes all the way around, bro. I really am. Okay.
1: I'm going yes. to send you my links, too, to uh, some of the
0: other Definitely, man. Send me your links. And this gotcha. means time has ran out, because time runs out every time you start to have fun. So thank you for tapping in. I really enjoyed this conversation. So please be safe out there in Seattle. And everybody else, y'all be safe. Wear a mask. Wash your hands social distance. Peace out. Hey, thanks for watching. And if you like what you saw, hit the subscribe button. And also, tap that notification bell right there, so that way you won't miss an episode of A Conversation With series right here on Let's Chat and Jam.